Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Randy Lemons does not necessarily endorse any of the products or services advertised on this program. Of course we can, because we dig what we do. Good morning, everyone. Sunday, 6.05. It's early. But guess what? I'm here. Nick's here. Nick Lowe. Proud new papa, Nick Lowe. We still need to come up with a nickname, Nick. <laughs> nickname Nick. <laughs> ah, there it is. Um, we're going to have to do something to low down. Nick Lowdown. Uh, I still have not put much thought into it. We'll have to do that one weekend. I have not had a producer in ooh, five, six years that hasn't had some kind of nickname. Mm, so we'll work on that maybe today. We'll also, if, if I do a good job, and you can remind me if you want this to happen on Facebook, Garden Line Facebook page down around line seven or eight or nine on the call screener if you'll uh remind me to post your picture of you and the new baby on facebook we'll get a lot of ahs you know a lot of oohs especially from the ladies um well, well there was something else i was going to say about facebook i got the most interesting overnight email somebody's convinced that we unfriended them on facebook well garden line's a fan page so, we don't unfriend people, and this, it sounded like it was from a lady. From what I read, it was a lady, but we don't unfriend people. We've had, I know two guys we banned because they used some really foul language and did it more than once. <laughs> so, in like five plus years, we've banned two people. That's it. And, you know, no complaints from them <laughs> on the banning. So uh, what you've done is unliked or unfollowed or clicked. Somehow you clicked on the opposite of get notifications. So whichever way your system's set up, there's some that are clicked on get notifications. There's some that just follow. And if you follow, then you get our an announcement every time we post something. So if you're not getting those announcements, then you unfollowed, or you unliked. But we don't defriend people. The only thing we can do is ban them, and unless, maybe, ma'am, if you use some foul language, 
one of our Facebook administrators took it upon themselves to ban you. But I don't think that was you. Because I remember two dudes only in five years have been banned. The only other thing I would ask about that situation, and by the way, here's the phone number. I'll give it out a couple more times, but here's the phone number. We're wide open. As always is the case, it's 6.08 on a Sunday morning. We try to tell people at the end of the Saturday show, if you had trouble getting in, be the first one in on Sunday. You'll definitely get in. I get emails complaining I can never get through. Well, you can on Sundays. Don't complain to me that you're trying to get through at 9.45 and can't get through. Duh. On Saturday. Even Sunday. It's it's amazing how the phones, for some reason, and we can't ever get to the entire board by 9.45, 9.50. But we can get to the entire board right now. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. And yes, the lines are wide open. Let me get back to this whether I'm just wondering whether this lady says I stopped getting your email, uh, your Facebook notifications. Well, then you unlike that. If that's not the case, I'm wondering whether she's talking about she stopped getting our weekly email tips, which also get posted on Facebook, our KTRH.com weekly email tips. If you stop getting that, here's one thing that happens occasionally. If you get something else from Garden Line, uh, it gets something else. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. That's because I'm half asleep. If you get something else from KTRH and you don't like, you know, there could be a talk show host that said something in a weekly missive that you didn't agree with at all. And that's it. Boom. I am so sick of getting this weekly missive from XYZ. You name your personality. The minute you say, I don't want to see this anymore. Well... You're not going to see anything from Garden Line anymore. It's something that never got fixed right away when we first established databases for sending out weekly email tips. You can get back in and recreate it where all you get is Garden Line. But I would need to know that you're not getting the weekly missive, and I'll get you the link that you can go in and recreate just Garden Line weekly tips coming to your inbox. So that's one possibility out there. And I don't know if that's what happened to this person or not. I already, since about what? <laughs> Nick and I have been t- chit-chatting for about 45 minutes. And I think I told him, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to answer as many emails as I possibly can. So about for the last 45 minutes, just ratcheting through the emails. And unfortunately, once again, people are asking me to make judgment calls without the benefit of seeing anything. And in some cases, if it has anything to do with foundations and tree roots, I'm not going to be the person to answer that question on email. I need, when you send me email questions, one thing needs to be really coursing through your thought process. Can he really answer this without the benefit of seeing it with his own two eyes? So that happens when we do that with photos and some people hire me to come out and do consultations. Some people just need to know what company can come out, either paid consultation to, or there are some companies like the Root Barricading Company that will come out free of charge because they will be able to put their eyes on it and say, well, the only way you're going to save this is you need a root barricade or the foundation repair company. The only way you're going to fix this foundation is we have to do this, this, and this. So I, I there are so many of these situations I 
not only can't answer, I won't answer and just take wild guesses at because then that creates other liability issues. So are you with me on that? As you're getting ready to send a question via email, you really need to ask, can he answer this without the benefit of seeing it with his own two eyes? Which is why we identify pictures all the time. I got a a flower picture and a weed picture yesterday. They asked permission, say, oh, by the way, Nick, I don't know if your ringer's turned off or not, but we'll let you in on that little information. Seemed like we had one of those situations one more time where the phone just seems to ring and ring and ring, and he's doing too many other things over there, and that's because overnight some producer turned the phone bank ringer off. But I think we got that fixed now. So there was one caller earlier, I want to say here we go, about six, seven minutes ago. I know it rang for a long time while I was just going through my phone numbers and things like that and never got answered. So we're hearing the phones now. But I just want to be able to identify things for you if I see them. But if it has to be seen in like in the third dimension, and that's like anything related to foundations or root systems on trees, things like that, you might want to think about paying a consultation, not just for me, but anybody. I'll give you a great example. Um, even though, Now, that's a horrible example because he doesn't want to do consultations right now. Still getting caught up since Memorial Day weekend. It's the tree company, but in the past, it's like the tree company can come out, uh, and that's affordable tree service that we recommend. They've done consultations before, but you have to admit right up front when you call them, this is what I really need a consultation before I even hire to do any work. Because, and this is a truism across the board when it comes to tree companies. You see these bids, or not bids, you see these advertisings that they'll come out and bid the project for free. They'll do an, yeah, what's the word they use? Free analysis, free bids, though. You see free bids. That's not a consultation. They're not going to walk and talk with you for an hour. No, I don't think any tree company is going to do that. If they do, they're mismanaging their time. But if you are up front and say, really, before I even think about hiring any work to be done, I really need a consultation. Well, that's what you got to be honest with a tree company like that. And they'll take care of you. Usually what happens, and I've seen this happen easily nine out of ten times in all the years that I've been doing this with a company like Affordable Tree Service. They'll do the consultation. And then on the spot there, like, okay, you need to have this done, that done, and that done. Well, they're going to say, well, how much is it going to cost? And he goes, oh, roughly, give or take $100, $200, it's going to be this. And then most people, nine out of the ten times, go, okay, you're hired. And then he goes, okay, consultation fee waived. If they do the work, they always waive the consultation fee. But if you just want to talk with them for an hour, they're going to charge you a consultation fee. That's usually the way it works. I give you Affordable Tree Services number, and this is for the person that wants all their root systems of their and their neighbor's tree looked at. They will do consultations if you are up front with them. They, as of two weeks ago, they didn't want to be doing any consultations because they really didn't want to mismanage their time and getting caught up from all the work that happened since April 18th through Memorial Day weekend. But I believe they are caught up, so I'm willing to give you that phone number if you're willing to write it down. 713-699-2663. That's 713-699-2663. 
If you have any other questions along those lines, also give me a call. We'll see if we can walk it, um, walk each other through the situation, even on identification of things. Ta- us talking on the air can help. But I just don't... It is interesting how people have become so, and we brought this up yesterday, so, so very dependent on their computer emails. They think they're going to get all answers via email. Well, what if something really needs to be looked at? I need you to entertain that thought today as we go through Garden Line. 713-212-KTRH. That's the number Barbara and Spring called, and we will get to Barbara right after this first break. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. couple of lines open right now. You can get in. If you were having trouble getting in yesterday towards the tail end of the program, here is your grand opportunity to be caller number two or three at this point in time. So, Barbara, hang in there. You will be up next after our first commercial break. Randy Lemon, never bitter, always sweet. All right, as promised, here comes Barbara in Spring, followed by David in Nederland, 713 212 KTRH. Call right now. You can get in right behind those two and be ready to ask your question right after the news, weather, and traffic break at the bottom of the hour. Barbara, good morning. You are on the air. Good morning. Randy, I need to, I know you've answered this question before, I'm sure. I just didn't hear it. My tomato plants this year, where the tomato itself, are getting those brown spots that like rot. Blossom and I've had, I've rot. I've this for 40 years, and I've never had this problem. There are little brown spots that get on there, little circles, and they, and they just, I, well, I don't eat them after that. But. Okay, first of all, are we talking about brown spots on bottom of the tomato no. or brown spots all over the tomato? Yeah, different spots on the tomatoes, mainly after they get red, but sometimes I see green ones with a little spot on them. And they're just kind of, how big are the spots? Just they start out very small, maybe like not even an eighth of an inch, very small, and then they just grow and grow. Okay, there are there are countless, and you're saying it's happening on green and red. Once in a while, you'll see one on a green one, but and it's only happened lately. At first, when I started getting my tomatoes, there was no problem. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these little spots on there. I know I've got, I saw some uh, stink bugs, but I don't know what Yeah, that's be- probably it. Stink oh. bugs, they go and they make their puncture, and then they leave a little brown spot. Um, the only thing you can do is that when it comes to stink bugs, yeah. Yeah, is that's be out there every day with oh. a little shop vac, a little portable vacuum, and suck them off. And don't let them continue to breed. Um, okay. you can, after you suck them off, you can kind of spray insecticide like malathion that will help kill the eggs, but you can't kill the adults with just the malathion because of their exoskeleton being so oh, hard. Oh, yeah. But there's so many problems from, you know, there's anthracnose that causes a black spot on there. There's, there's uh, a canker. I forget what the, it's like, alternary or abnormal. Oh, some crazy name like that. That's a canker that causes little black brown spots. There's the blossom end rot, which is the big brown spot at the bottom of the tomato. Yeah, and no. that's a, a nutritive problem, nutrient problem. Okay. Well, and I, um, I forgot, there was one called cloudy spot back in the day. Uh, unfortunately, this is one of those things that I'd have to see to hone in on one of those four brown spot causing issues. Okay. 
All right. Well, you know, I've already pulled the plants up because, you know, I'm getting tired of the brown spots, and they're going away anyway. So I'll just wait till next year. If they come, then I'll take Yeah, you just, uh, if you do a better job of being proactive with stink bugs, they won't cause that problem. Now, um, most stink bug infected, affected, I should say, uh, tomatoes are fairly edible. They're not. You just cut a little brown away. It's not that big of a deal. I get more than one spot on each tomato, you know. Yeah, oh, no, and all these oh. problems, except for the blossom end rot, every problem I just mentioned, uh-huh. um, they called. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Causes more than one brown spot. It's multiple brown okay, spots. Okay, okay, that's what I have. Yeah, okay. And another thing is that I quit getting my uh, daily email, my weekly email, also, and I did not get anything from y'all, the station, to stop anything. So it's something else. That's you did. You just don't me. remember. I'm gonna guarantee you that the only way that you get knocked off is you've said no to something. Yeah, and no, doesn't I don't mean think it me. Was station either. It means you said no to something. Like maybe you were only getting um, garden line information, but at one point they said, "Do you want to get this, this, this?" No. Boom! Oh. It's the most sensitive little system in the world. Yeah, I could have done. That. I wish they would fix that. What I, I tell people to, to do, and I don't know if I mentioned it at the beginning of the program today when I was kind of going through this, is you need to send me an email. Okay. And say I've been dumped for some reason, okay. and then. That way, I will cut and paste the direct link to go in and re-establish your connection. Oh, wonderful. I'll do that right okay. now. Thank you. Yes. Thanks a million. You're welcome. Okay. David in Nederland is up next. David, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing today, Ben? <laughs> well, sleepy. How about you? <laughs> I'm, I'm sleepy myself. I've been up all night. Um, yeah, I had recently, about two months ago, first part of the the spring, I bought a uh, what's called a Shan Tongue maple from the local master gardeners around here, and I brought it home, dug a hole, and uh, put it in the front yard. The dirt looked real rich and full of worms, just really looked good, you know. But the thing I didn't do at the time was uh, I didn't I didn't I bought some tree plant sticks, you know. I don't recommend but, those. 
Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't feed it at all for one thing. But, but recently, the the leaves are turning brown a little bit, and I know a lot uh, has to do with this heat. I'm, I'm thinking it is because boy, our yards are are taking it hard over here. And uh, but I have been watering it uh, two or three times a week and keeping the ground saturated around it. I, I was just. Uh, what do you recommend? Uh, well, first of all, I have a tree planting technique that I wish everybody uses when they go to plant trees, especially something like a Shandong maple, which is a really good maple compared to, say, a silverleaf maple. Um, I've even said that, I, I not me, I'm sorry, I, I've recommended like Drummond red maple, Woodlands red maple down here, but there's one like the Shantung that's better than Drummond in some instances more in the hill country. I bring that up because if you do the tree planting technique that I recommend, right. all the not, every tree is fair game almost. Right. And the watering of it hap, uh, watering percolates better when you have a root zone that's been amended the right way for the tree planting technique that we talk about. When you start seeing browning edges of the leaf, that is an overwatering or underwatering situation. Well, in this month of July, you're seeing browning edges of leaf. I'll bet money it's an underwatering situation because of the kind of drought-like situation we've been in six weeks. Since Memorial Day weekend, we just have not had significant rain. So think about that. So what I would like you to do is read two tip sheets one is our tree planting tip sheet you don't have to redo it but you can kind of get an idea what has to be changed in the future and then our deep root watering deep root feeding tip sheet on trees those are the two best tip sheets you can use that'll benefit you i know we're up against the clock we got to take a break for news weather and traffic and um, hopefully that'll answer your question david but we got to wait uh, after news weather and traffic to come back and see if we need any follow-up Okay, I'm going to go chit-chat for a little while so our producer, Nick Lowe, can go fix one of our other sister radio stations right now. You can go ahead and kill the music so you can run off, do that, and then he'll let me know when he's back. Should take less than a minute, really. Maybe less than two minutes. When he's back, then I'll give out the phone number. My apologies. I know there was a person calling in just two minutes ago, but he's in the process of trying to fix this other radio station. And because of that, he can't answer your call. So if it's ringing, I, I bring this up at least every other week. If it's ringing, you're in. It just may take a gazillion rings. You know, it may take a dozen or more rings until you're picked up, especially if they're processing uh, when producers have to process other calls. Board ops are processing other calls, and you're fourth or fifth in line. It, it may take several rings, but if it's ringing, now that we know everything is up and running, you're in. If a producer tells you, Garden Line, I'm going to put you on hold. Just, they, that means you're in. You're, you're in the system. You will get talked to, answered, processed. It just may, because you weren't first in line, it may not happen in under five minutes. Does that make sense? Uh, this is a call-in radio show, and we have, peel back curtain moment, we have five general lines. And we have two VIP lines that we use for our experts who call in. And then there's one contest line. So the max that we could ever really process is eight calls. Five's enough because very seldom in any given segment, and I don't care what radio station or show you're listening to, can you process all five calls in any 
quarter hour segment. But we do our best to get two to three calls in per each segment. Sometimes people are a little long-winded. I try to keep my answers as short and sweet and to the point as possible so we can get more calls in. And some people will tell the producer, I have a question. By the time they get on, they go, well, I've thought of two more questions. Do you mind if I ask? And you don't tell people no. (laughs) Of course you say, yeah, go ahead. Just know that we'll probably have to take a break right after yours. Because some people that are asking two and three, four questions per phone call, that's like asking, getting two or three people online in terms of radio time. So in just a minute, when Nick steps back in, he talks into my ear. Or actually, I'll see him too. But he'll say, okay, I'm back. And then I'll give out the phone number once again. Now, if you know the phone number and you don't mind it ringing 20 times before you're picked up on, you can call right now. But I'll wait for him to do that. So um, I'm kind of been in an email chit-chat back and forth with a, a gentleman named Jason, and I believe is up in the, my neck of the woods where I have a place up in the Tomball area. I want to say it was Tomball. I'll have to double-check. Yeah, Tomball area. And he really, really, really wants uh, everything to be perfect on his new house he's building. And so he's taking all the right steps, it sounds like, reading the right tip sheets, the one thing that I'm a little was a little bummed out to read in his tip sheet because I've made the recommendation before and shame on these new home construction people and the developers for not letting people do it because if someone if and I'm not talking to Jason here well, I'm talking to so many other people out there that work for new builder constructions shame on you if you don't let somebody take their landscape allowance and do a better job than your generic cut rate do it on a cheap old dime landscape when i was coming up with that top 10 things of the problems or not problems sorry top 10 biggest changes in the the, uh, horticultural world in the last two decades i talked about that yesterday i may actually go through that entire list again today when given a moment and one of the things that hit me later were all the things that we still suck at Horticulturally speaking, people still committing crepe myrtle massacre, people still using weed and feeds with atrazine. Shame on you. Well, the other thing was like, how bad still 20 plus years later are the landscapers who work on the cheap for the new construction, new builder construction, new home construction. So I've over the years made the recommendation to ask for your landscape allowance, which they just reduce. They just take it off the top of the whole thing. And, and then Go out and use that money along with coupling with some other money and do your own landscaping. Hire your own landscaper to do it because the new builder constructions suck. They are horrible. Nine, 95% of them. There's a, a, a landscape company or two out there that works with high-end builders that does okay, decent jobs. But anything that is you know a mass community, what else am I thinking of? It just think new builder construction, usually on homes, especially $300,000 and below. It is the worst landscapers in the business out there doing the work. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You know I'm talking about you. And you're you're proud of the fact that you do that land. You get paid, what, $1,000 per job, but you put like $75 worth of material in there? You know I'm talking about. Because you know, you're thinking, wow, that's a great profit. Well... Horticulturally speaking, what you do is shameful. Scraping the clay and making beds out of clay and then covering it with dyed mulch. You know the landscaper is pathetic. 
if they go to dyed mulch as their throwdown mulch all the time. You know they're not very wise. You know they're not very smart. You know they're not educated. You know they're just doing it to make a quick buck. That That is a plain and simple mathematical equation when it comes to landscapers in the Houston area. If dyed mulch is their throwdown mulch, they're the worst landscapers you can ever pick. If the landscaper is never uses dyed mulch, they already are separated five percent of the entire population versus 90 plus percent of the landscapers out there so those are some things to think about and i appreciate what jason's trying to do he's trying to get a way ahead of the game he'll have the best looking landscape in his new builder construction area because he's doing all the right things but back to the original point shame on that builder for not letting him have the landscape allowance it's no big skin off your back you're really not going to lose any money on your bottom line because that money would have ended up going to the landscaper that you have the contract with, the landscaper that does the really bad work. Why wouldn't you, if you're developing a community, wouldn't want the better landscaper? So aesthetically speaking, you have a good-looking set of homes. When you have someone who's moved in from another state and doesn't have a clue about gardening down here, and that happens a lot because what they know up in you know Minnesota don't work down here. What they know from Oregon doesn't work down here. So these people move down here, they get this basic package. They're more worried about the inside of the house, and I totally understand that. They're, you definitely should worry more about the inside of the house when you first move in. But then you ignore the really bad landscaping the really crappy landscaping that got installed and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and then you start throwing this at it and throwing that at it when in all reality what happened was it was poorly planted it was poorly conceived and with the dyed mulch it was poisoned immediately so i love that idea of taking the landscape allowance and doing your own work and any home building group out there if you work for a home builder and you're one of the salespeople, you should agree with me wouldn't you want your community to look better as opposed to the you know what that's being applied by your cut rate working on the cheapest possible margin landscaper out there Ooh, that was a nice soapbox story i never thought i'd get into today i'll blame you jason <laughs> you're the reason why i got onto that because i felt bad that it, they wouldn't allow him to take the landscape allowance Shame on that bill. You know what we need to do? Now I just hit that. Nick, you know what you need to find for me? It's from the 1970s, and I don't remember what year. But there's a song called Shame, Shame, Shame from the 1970s. We need to have that as a drop. So when we hear stories like this, we can play that song. And then they go, shame, shame, shame. Mm, okay, something to think about. Well... That's good news, too. That means Nick is back when I hear the music, so we can start firing up the phones again. And let's hope that Sister Station doesn't go down one more time. 713-212-KTRH is our number. 713-212-5874. Lines are open. Producers there to take your calls. 713-212-KTRH. Anybody else want to weigh in on what I just talked about? That could be the major soapbox issue today versus the jackfruit that we got on yesterday. One more time, and I'll take the break. 713-212-5874. We have room for you right now. Got Randy Lemon? You've got a case of horny citrus. No matter what it is that you need, they're going to help. 
Top Tax Defenders, 713-489-7769. Wow, have I started. I love the emails now. Of course, most of most everybody's agreeing with me. I got one landscaper who's, who obviously is scared to get on the radio with me because he knows he's probably going to lose the debate on this dyed mulch business. What if the consumer wants the dyed mulch? Well, then it shows me you're not very good at explaining the negative aspects of the dyed mulch to the consumer who needs to be educated. And if you're unwilling to educate the consumer, you're unwilling to really be good uh, role model in the landscaping world. Uh, duh. That was a simple answer. What if the consumer wants the dyed mulch? Well, then you maybe don't want that consumer as your business. If they can't, if you cannot convince them, because you're supposed to be the educated one on this, why you don't want to use dyed mulch? Well, I'll get back to this, the theme of the first hour. Shame on you. That's, that's sad that you uh, don't have the chutzpah and the you-know-whats to get in there and explain to them how bad dyed mulch is, especially the black dyed mulch. It was one of the top 10 biggest changes in horticulture in the last 10 years that I compiled for Brenda B. Smith, the Lazy Gardener, and decided to put it on this past week's email tip. When we come back, I'll go through that entire list for you. Unfortunately, it was number two in my world. That's sad that it was the number two. I mean, next to number one, biggest change, and it is a negative change. I wrote it as this. The increased use of dyed mulch, one of the biggest and unfortunately worst changes ever, horticulturally speaking, in Houston. Ugh. In addition to it being unhealthy for the soil and the roots of the plants, it just doesn't look natural. Who ever thought that the dyed mulch looked natural? Don't we want nature to be the prominent aspect of this? Uh, Okay. We'll pick up on that when we come back or hour number two of four. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Just watch him as the world goes. Hey. 
Oh, of course we can, because we dig what we do. So, ha-ha, Jason and I have been trading emails. He got a kick out of my soapbox issue. Oh, I don't want to... I don't. I really don't want to harp on that all day. It puts me in a bad mood when I realize how completely ignorant most landscapers are to the use of mulches in the Houston area. We're in Houston. It's, it's needed. You know, you... You want to plan your garden, you want to do all that work, it's practical knowledge to know that you're going to have to mulch. But that texture, that color, the price, it varies. And people get sucked into the really cheap dyed mulch in a very sad way. So, next thing. That doesn't mean pile up really good mulch, like in mulch volcanoes. One to three inches is all you need in the beds. One to two to three inches is all you need around a tree. You need about anywhere from six to 12 inches between the flare of the root system of the tree and where the mulch starts. That's a whole other subject we can get into if you want to. Uh, I do not want to get into Maybe I'll do it. I'm going to rely on Nick's. Producer Nick's analysis of this in another hour or so. Do I need to reapply the Ten Commandments of Mulch on Facebook this morning? I've done it so many times over the last couple of years, and it's really funny. Y'all want to know something really funny about this? When I apply the Ten Commandments of Mulch, there's a either a landscaper or a mulch manufacturer who reports it as offensive on Facebook. <laughs> I am not making that up. How do we know this? Because it's a public forum Facebook, the Garden Line Facebook page. And if you, if they get one report, this is offensive, this is whatever those little reports you do, then Facebook itself removes it. I don't remove it from Facebook. Facebook removes it because somebody reports it as offensive. Are you stinking kidding me? You are that shallow. You're that petty. You're that ignorant to not want to help the landscaping community, the horticultural community, with the right kind of mulch. We'll post it later today and see how long it lasts until someone reports it as offensive. How truly sad is that, that your life, you listen to me, but you won't do the right thing as a landscaper. I mean, there's no accountability for the dyed mulch manufacturer on this. Why they would want to report that as offensive? Well, duh. Because they're not able to peddle their bleep anymore on the unsuspecting community. Half of this problem started because... People wanted a darker mulch that shredded hardwood. Texas native shredded hardwood mulches would fade out. And I'm okay with faded out shredded hardwood mulch. I think it looks still pretty darn good. But the more you want to keep the darker colors, then that's when the shredded dyed, shredded pallets of wood dyed black came into play. That's just my personal take on this. That and people moved in, so many people moved in from other states and they're used to uh, dark, dark soil. 
and there's other states they don't use mulch the way we use mulch and so they're used to the dark soil and they thought the dyed mulch would give them that dark soil look but then again it doesn't look natural whereas a dark soil looks natural dyed mulch does not so uh my condolences to you jason I'm pretty sure I would, if they uh, turned me down on that, I'd say, okay, well, there went your business. I'm not I'm not building here if you're not going to let me do my own landscaping right away. But kudos to you for being wise enough to, the minute you close on that house, all that dyed mulch is going to come out. I'll give you one more inside secret on that. Once all the dyed mulch comes out and throw it away, and there's no sense in trying to compost it, then I would saturate that soil immediately with Medina soil activator. It's one of the biggest mistakes people make in Houston landscaping. Oh, by the way, I know I'm on this soapbox today, but if you want to weigh in on this, and I'm going to go through this uh, list of the top 10 biggest changes that I did for Brenda Buse Smith, but I ended up applying it to my own uh, weekly email missive from KTRH.com. But the five biggest mistakes in the Houston area this is one of them, the use of dyed mulch. I, I, this is an old tip sheet I came up with many, many years ago, 09, 08, somewhere around there. I said, uh, biggest mistake, number one, most people never plan their work, then work their plan. What I mean by that is people piecemeal their landscaping. Ooh, I like that flower. Ooh, I like that shrub. Put it in here, put it in there. That's not the way to do landscaping in Houston. Plan your work. Then work your plan. You want to weigh in on that? Here's the number, 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Gardeners don't know how to build their beds. That's just, you know, the use of rose soil. And this goes back to that original point last hour. These, these really pathetically bad landscapers scrape clay and make beds out of that. And they throw their plants in there, cover it with the dyed mulch, and they think everything looks hunky-dory for a week or two. Number three biggest mistake, the wrong mulch, the dyed mulch. Don't even get me started about rubber mulch. Number four, people give up on adding color in the summer, in the autumn, in the winter. They do in the spring, and then they hope for the best. We have summer heat-loving plants that do well in our landscape if the bed's built correctly. And then the number five biggest mistake that I came up with years ago was people not investing in irrigation system. I'd say in the last five years, we've gotten a little bit better at that. But irrigation systems along the Gulf Coast are critically important for successful landscaping. So that is the five biggest mistakes I came up with years ago. And then here's the top ten list as we go through. I say number 10 was fewer people are making the mistake of planting worthless trash trees like Arizona ash, tallow, and silverleaf maple. Yay. That's a good change. Number nine, more people are helping their trees with the deep root feeding and watering. I've seen that more. How do I know that? It's because it is the most access tip sheet we have in the garden line tip sheets. We can check the statistics on that. More people are doing fruit trees, especially citrus trees. I think that's a great change. People know they can do it on their own now. Number seven, Texas native plants are used more in residential landscapes. That's great. It's gone far beyond just being niche. Uh, number six, and then we'll pick up on the other five after this, but number six, this is the top, the, the bottom five of the biggest changes. Number six is kind of sad. We've lost a lot of really good insecticides to 
I guess, environmental concerns, we had to say bye-bye to things like Dersban and Diaznon and Lorsban. But as I come back, number five is actually a good thing, not a bad thing related to the insecticide. So we'll do that and take your calls. If, if this is anything you want to weigh in on or just ask your garden line question, I'll come back with the remainder of that five and that top ten list. But if you've got a question just in general right now or you want to weigh in on this dyed mulch thing, Feel free. Give us a call right now. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon, and this is The Garden Line. This is Garden Line. I am Randy Lemon. Let's get back to the Board of Calls. Here's John and Katie. I think this is kind of a follow-up to what I've been talking about with the mulches. And, oh, by the way, I went ahead and posted the uh, Ten Commandments of Mulch on the Garden Line with Randy Lemon Facebook link. So you can go and read that if you've never read it before. Those who have seen this many times, we posted in the past, you know there's there's an unscrupulous little you-know-what out there that will report it as... Uh, offensive or spam because they are obviously in the dyed mulch industry and uh, they're that weak that they can't even get online and debate it with me because they know they're going to lose the debate publicly. So if you know you're going to lose the debate publicly, make the change. Stop making the dyed mulch. You have some material, just process it a little longer. Add more compost to it. Keep it darker with the compost. Stop the shredded pallets and dyeing them. You can do this. Ugh. John and Katie is up next, though. John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Randy. I'm a relatively new listener and really enjoy your show. Um, out here in Katie, I've got about three acres of mostly mostly pine trees and a whole lot of chinaberry brush and so forth. And I've been cutting those trees down, and I've got a mulcher, a shredder, chipper, that I've created this big pile of mulch with. And I'm wondering if I, if I can use that for my flower beds and or my citrus trees. Yeah, as long as it's been composted for, and I'm going to go, because you have things like tallow in there, a minimum of a year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you want to compost it. You know, get into some compost pages, some information pages, composting 101, some of the basics so you understand the carbon to nitrogen ratio. But uh, compost itself is an excellent mulch for the Houston area. It keeps its color longer. It fights weeds off naturally, and then it's feeding the soil at the same time. So why is not everybody using compost as a mulch? Okay, don't get me started there either. Ah! Uh, (laughs) If you process the wood properly, add uh, the right elements in there to make it composted a little better. And you don't have to. You're not trying to make 100% compost out of this. But the more you age it, the better it's going to be as your mulch of the future. Okay. So So I give you high marks for at least processing this. Can I add, like, grass clippings to them, that kind of thing, or should I? I'm sorry, say that again? Should I ask, add uh, grass, grass chippings and so forth? If you want to make true compost, yeah, you shred all the wood up and the, you put some grass clippings in there. Uh, you need to know the what's green and what's brown, and then, you know, you're talking about the 30 to 1 um, carbon to nitrogen ratio. So you would definitely want more brown than you want green. So this wow. can't just all be grass clippings over time. How about pine needles? I've got a pine needles are great. You need to have them shredded up, though. 
Okay. Pine needles themselves in that top 10 commandments of mulch, I know you know, people need to just use pine needles as a mulch, especially around trees, azalea beds, any of the yaya plants that we talk about. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for that kind of question. And I, I appreciate you wanting to learn from that as opposed to being sucked into the following the lemmings out there. And I didn't say lemons. I said lemmings, you know, the animal that follow each other off the cliff. Uh, what happens is one neighbor uses dyed mulch and then the next neighbor door neighbor uses the same service. And then the, all of a sudden that one street is nothing but dyed mulch. And it's hideous looking to me. I get down a, tree, a street of uh, new builder grade construction and it's like it is the most offensive thing to see one dyed mulch yard after another. And here's why. And somebody help me with this. If you, if you have the answer, don't use offensive language. But and I'm dating myself. Back around 19, somewhere around 1980 through 82, I'm guessing. May have been 79, but right around 1980, there was a movie called Up the Academy. And it's a horrible movie, <laughs> cinematically speaking. It's stupid. But it was on, like, HBO for free back when I was in a dorm at Texas A&M. So we watched it a couple of times. There's a fairly funny line in there about something sticking out. So remember as kids growing up, sticks out like a sore thumb. There's got to be a better, it sticks out like a, sticks out like LeBron James in a jockey's locker room. You know, horse jockey. But there's one in that movie, it sticks out like a blank in a punch bowl. I'm not going to say the word, even though it's not a, an, an illegal word. <laughs> by FCC standards, but if anybody ever saw the movie, I think Ron, uh, what was the name of the actor, but the guy who's supposedly like the, the commander, the commandant of the military school, when you don't follow his rule, well, it sticks out like a blank in a punch bowl. Sticks out like a blank in a punch bowl. For me, black-dyed mulch, when a leaf falls off, a shrub, a yellow leaf, um, a maroonish. It, it when it sits on the dyed mulch, it stands out like a blank in a punch bowl to me. And when you have more natural looking mulch, the more brown, more Texas native fallen leaves don't stick out like that sore thumb. Another reason not to use black dyed mulch. I don't like the look of red dyed mulch. I'm less offended by red dyed mulch than the black because it doesn't leach as much for some reason. Some of the red dyed mulch are not the most offensive leachers like the pallets shredded then dyed with... I don't care if you say it's soybean oil or not. It's still a dye. It's still leaching into the soil. And tell me this again. There are so many of you out there that know this. Black dyed mulch fades out really quick so you're adding more there's a double mistake you're making all right i forgot to go through that top five list because i wanted to get to john and katie's question but when we come back i'll finish that top 10 list with the top five of the biggest changes horticulturally speaking in the last two decades here in houston in the meantime you can grab john's open line 713-212-ktrh 212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon and this is the Garden Line.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And I want you to know about it. See, I want you to feel it too. I meant to say that on the air, so I'm going to repeat it. Nick just processed a phone call. Someone's not willing to wait more than three minutes. You're never going to make it on guard line. If you're unwilling to wait at least five minutes to get on the air, you're never going to make it. That was a, a probably worthwhile question. Somebody wanted to talk about white fly control, but unless you ask the question, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm off on a different tangent this morning. But it's your questions that kind of guide where we're going. 713-212-KTRH. And if uh, you're not willing to hang on hold for five minutes, then I'll get off on my, I'll get on my soapbox like I did earlier in the morning. It has brought up a lot of emails and a couple of emails from people that want to take issue with me. If you want to take issue with me, call the program. 713-212-KTRH. Like a, we're getting ready for Convention season, political debate season. Not that that hadn't happened already. You want to take it up with me? You have to call. If you're unwilling to call and let's talk one-on-one as grown men, then shame on you. That's the theme for the day. Shame on you. All right, so we went through the top ten changes. We got covered ten through six. Moving our way down the line, I did this. Uh, Brenda Buse Smith, the lazy gardener, asked me to come up with this list uh, in advance of the Woodlands Home and Garden Show. And biggest changes you've seen since you started doing this 20 years ago. And I, I enjoyed putting this piece together for So I enjoyed it so much, I posted it as our weekly email missive via KTRH.com. Picking back up, number five. Well, let me pick back up on number six, if you remember, and this was a while ago already. I said we lost a lot of really good insecticides. That's a big change. Some ones that did incredibly good controls, especially when it came to things uh, that had to be controlled. Like 
I want to say systemically, like the Lors band, the Diazanon. Durs band was really good stuff, but it got taken off the market because of misuse, abuse, and as I said misuse, abuse, and overuse. However, number five, we've been introduced to a new world of organic and natural insect controls in the last 20 years. We get to say hello to really good products like neem oil, spinosad, plant oils, you know, like lemongrass oil and the garlic oil and the cedar oil and all those. Number four, you would think this would be the number one, one, but it's not for me, the Internet. I've proven that today already. There's some people that. Don't even, oh, I can't do Facebook. I don't do Facebook. I can't get your weekly email tips. I don't have a computer. So, okay. A huge faction of the Garden Line audience still doesn't do anything on computers. So that's why it's not number one. But the Internet, for me, everything and everyone I've talked to, well, I'm not going to read that part because I kind of just covered it. But I think sharing the valuable information, like me sharing the top ten commandments of mulch, I think sharing this information on our, uh, we have like permanent tip sheets on everything from A to Z, ants to zoysia grass. We've covered everything from A to Z on tip sheets, and they're all there online in kind of a permanent status. So plus people can order everything online too from tools to seeds. Number three, organic fertilizers thankfully have gotten better. They aren't, and I actually enjoyed writing this line. They aren't just the smelly clouds of chicken poop nastiness anymore because they were nasty 20 years ago. Not only do they not smell so awful, but they can be used in broadcast spreaders. 20 years ago, organic fertilizers couldn't be used in broadcast spreaders. Well, what good is that as a fertilizer, if you ask me? And nowadays, they're way more cost effective. Number two, here we go back to that bad subject matter. The increased use of dyed mulch is one of the biggest and unfortunately worst changes ever. Ugh. In addition to being unhealthy for the soil and the roots of plants, they just don't look natural at all, in my opinion. And the number one biggest change in the last 20 years, my biggest change, my best change, drum roll please, compost, compost, compost. Better compost for so many uses, period. Compost is top dressing. Compost is a mulch. It's what I've been doing for the last several years. Compost to build veggie garden. You name it. Compost, compost, compost. Plus, more companies are making higher quality compost by the bag and in the bulk. 25 years ago, bags of compost were clumpy and smelly. So for me, it's probably the most significant change and all for the better. So it looks like our Rose uh, called back in with her white fly question. Rose, good morning. Good morning. Question? I'm I'm, I'm a little technologically challenged, so... I hit the wrong button when I was trying to answer another call that came in when I was on hold. (laughs) Okay. What's your question? Well, I've got, it's just in my backyard. I've got an infestation of white flies and my landscaper has treated it. I'm not sure with what, some kind of chemical, but it doesn't seem like it's killing the problem and i thought i'd call you guys and you'd have a better idea of what could be used okay well are you going to do this or are you going to like tell your landscaper what to do no i'm gonna my son's gonna do it okay then i need you to go and get my tip sheet on white flies okay white fly control 101 it's a permanent tip sheet alphabetically speaking so i guess if it's alphabetical i haven't seen this but i'm going to go check this i know we have white fly control tip sheet on ktrh.com so I go to ktrh.com. Yeah, keyword Randy, keyword Garden Line, whatever it takes to get the Garden Line webpage. 
And you, once you're at the Garden Line webpage, there's a picture of me and then the most recent tip sheet that we just went through, the top 10 biggest changes in horticulture in Houston since, well, 96. Then on the right-hand side of the screen, scroll way down, alphabetically, white fly control. There it is, white fly control. Uh, the reason I say go print that out, because here's the answer, and unfortunately your landscaper's not bright enough to figure this out, because he probably doesn't do this for very many other people in terms of spraying, but... It takes more than one insecticide to control white flies. You need two. And we also go through like the all-natural way of trapping them. White fly traps, little yellow white fly traps. That's a fun thing. It's a great experiment if you got young kids in the house. Uh, but the whole tip sheet, and it'll kind of convince you, like in a situation like yours. It depends on the plants. I'm not there, so I don't know all the plants. But you need two insecticides that are safe for your choices of plants. So bifenthrin and you could do an organic control too. You can do bifenthrin and neem oil. You could do malathion and bifenthrin depending on the plants in question. But we're going to get two and we're going to alternate those controls. And that's what the tip sheet tells you. About every three to four, every four to five days, we're going to get out there and do another spray. So if I do malathion tomorrow as an example, then I'm going to do bifenthrin in three or four days. And then I'm going to go back to the malathion three or four days after that. And then I'm going to go back to the bifenthrin. About four applications alternating between the two controls and you'll break the egg cycle. You got to break the egg cycle. One insecticide never breaks the egg cycle of white flies. Understand? I understand. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Uh, Brian in Oak Forest, hang in there. Interesting question. I'll be kind of curious where he's aiming with that. Ron and Katie? You two will be up next when we come back from this quick little break right here on News Radio 740 KTRH. Garden Line with Randy Lemon since 1996, making your neighbors green with envy. So you heard that message that uh, organic soil complete from the Arbor Gate. You can use that for so many different uses. I know the deep root, uh, not the deep root, the uh, tree planting technique, vegetable beds, herb beds, landscape beds. Go see what that message needs to say. You need to come see what this soil looks like. We have a lot of really good soils. Unfortunately, we had a lot of really bad soils 20 years ago. We have a lot of really good soils. This is just about the sexiest soil you'll have ever seen, though. That's at the Arbor Gate, FM 2920, a mile and a half west of 249. Plus, it's a true gardener's nursery. Go see how they make colors just rock during the summertime. And the reason it rocks in the summertime, because it enjoys the heat, but is the way it was planted with that organic soil complete. Will y'all do that for me? Make that change. The better the soil, the more things are going to thrive and survive. If you're not willing to invest in high-quality soil, you're not going to have the best-looking landscape out there. I can assure you that. If you just go with the builder grade, <laughs> scrape up. Ugh, shame on you. Brian. Oh, and Arborgate has a website. Arbor, A-R-B-O-R, Arborgate.com. Brian, good morning. Good morning, and uh, thank you for taking my call. Um I'm a, a recent listener to your show. I just started this year. Um, I, I got in right around the season where you were saying put down the uh, weed, uh, the stuff that will stop the weeds from growing. And so I, I just kind of tune in on the weekends when I'm up early. But my question was, uh, 
with all the rain that we got, uh, my yard was looked really, really good, you know, right right after all of that was going on. And whenever I cut it, you know, it just grow right back. Well, the last time I cut it, uh, same height, same everything, but with the heat, I've got a lot of uh, dead grass. So the next time, should I just let the grass grow when we're expected to not get rain? Or That's, that I is have... one option. The other option is compost. If you've never compost top dressed in the yard, that is a great insulator to the heat. Okay. But you need to let it grow tall before you do the compost top dressing and let that meld into the soil and... You don't have to irrigate on a daily basis when you have a lot of good compost melding into the soil. And that is, as you asked the question, one of the best protectors in the grass in the summertime against the heat. Okay. Um, also, so since the grass is dead right now. Uh, well, I, I, is it 100% brown or is there a little bit of green here and there? Yeah, there's green here and there. Then it's not it's dead. But, uh, but I, I, I feel like I need to, to water it, and if I do, how long should I water it? What like, I would what do time? is rake out the brown first with a leaf rake, you know, soft, flexible leaf rake. Let's rake out the brown, then we do the compost. Okay. But you said the grass needs to grow high before I do compost, right? Well, in some situations where you have a majority of brown grass, that's not going to happen. But everywhere else, you want it to be as tall as you can before you add the compost so that it works its way down to the root system as opposed to you maybe suffocating a short-mowed grass. Okay. Yeah, because I cut it about two two weeks ago, and it still hasn't you know, grown back. That now, sounds like you just don't have a lot of really good organic matter in there. If it hadn't been growing, like, honestly, those people when, that can call in and confirm what I'm thinking and what I do out of my property. I don't have that problem because I have so much organic matter in the soil. So when it hits that kind of heat, it's still going to grow. You can still get it tall. But where you have such hard pan clay soil, that's not going to happen. So your other option in those areas where it just doesn't seem to be growing is you've really got to up your game on like soil activator. Liquid soil activator every week for the next two months. Hey, I just want to say this before I get off. Uh, just your passion and the tone that you use and the enthusiasm. <laughs> my my <about> attitude. <laughs> yeah, it got me excited about gardening. I'm new to I appreciate it, so I'm that. Just, I'm just learning. But, I appreciate man, I, I like that. Your show. And uh, my one of my fe- personal Facebook friends, who also is hooked up on the Garden Line Facebook page, wrote in about that reminder of the Ten Commandments of Mulch. And I really appreciate that, Jay Danella. A fantastic article article about mulch he shared with all his friends. So many people take it for granted, but it makes a huge difference. That is part of why I make my own compost and use what I rake from all my trees. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Ron. I do get passionate about this stuff. I'll admit to that.
of course we can, because we dig what we do. Yes, we get passionate about what we do here. Because I want people to have the best-looking landscapes, the best-looking yards. That aesthetics, that curb appeal, that's what sets us apart. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating when all your neighbors are using dyed mulch. I get that. It's frustrating for me when you find out that neighbors are using atrazine-based weed and feeds. Um, Hello, Bob. That's why your tree's dying. Oh, by the way. So I went through that top ten list of (laughs) biggest changes, and it went on to say, here are the frustrating things, and I thought that'd be fun. Besides the dyed mulch, and I just mentioned atrazine-based weed and feeds, what other... It's a little frustrating that we haven't gotten better at in 20 years plus. I wrote, still too much crepe myrtle massacre. Still too much weed and feed with atrazines being used. I still can't believe zoysia has not become the dominant grass of choice here in the Gulf Coast region. Can't believe, and this got us on to the dyed mulch thing too. I can't believe landscapers are still producing horrible landscapes at new home construction. That was all about Jason's email that got this whole thing. It's all your fault, Jason, by the way. <laughs> I get to blame Jason on this. He's trying to build a new home up in Tomball. I get it, buddy. I'm with you. Can't believe landscapers are still producing these horrible landscapes. They scrape the clay soil up there. And they plant plants in the clay soil hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As if it's a bed, a raised bed. My joke there. And then they cover it with dyed mulch. And then they plant grass on the hard clay soil, never to work it up. Ugh. I went on to say I can't believe no one's invented a universal weed killer that's safe for all grasses and bedding plants. There was all kinds of advancements in weed killers from the 1980s to about 97, 98. I've not seen really any true advancements in weed killers in the last 15 years. And I lastly said I don't understand why homeowners and mowing services cut St. Augustine so low. I can find the mo- the shortest mode St. Augustine driving around right now because it's the dried out yellow grass. 
It's the dried out yellowish, about to die type of grass. So, you want to weigh in on that? That was just like, I don't even know how many that was. Let me recount those real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, if y'all help me come up with four more, I'll have another top ten list of things I can't believe we still stink at, horticulturally speaking, in the Houston area. like to hear your perspective on that. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. So I was talking about nurseries and garden centers that don't sell nasty black dyed mulch or for that matter rubber mulch you're only going to find rubber mulch at big box stores mass merchandisers you really should not find it at the independent nurseries and garden centers that we endorse here on the garden line never seen rubber mulch at any of those places very seldom do you even find any kind of colored mulch definitely don't want black dyed but uh, my point being also when you're hiring a landscaper and i said this about an hour and a half ago ask the landscaper what's their go-to mulch. This helps you immediately figure out what landscapers know what they're doing here. Because if a landscape company has dyed mulch as their go-to, throw-down mulch for all or average jobs, they don't know what they're doing. They're not educated. They haven't gotten like nursery and landscape certification. They're just doing it to make a quick buck. And usually, and you go back to the builder grade construction landscapes. It's all about making the quick buck. So because they can get the dyed mulch the cheapest around town, which I, by the way, I contend that's not true, but this, the ignorant landscapers, this is their mindset. This is their myopic view. Well, it's the cheapest stuff, and if I'm going to make money, then I'm going to use the cheapest stuff. Cheap, <laughs> operative word there, but all right. So the point being that a good landscaper, if you want to hire a good landscaper, when you're calling around, what do you use your throwdown mulch? Well, whatever's on sale. No, that's not the answer you're looking for. I thought if you called Pierce Scapes, let me give you a great example. Tom Pierce, Pierce Scapes. He does not, will not, cannot, will not, should not, does not use dyed mulch. That's, again, it sets you apart. That's that 5% of decent landscapers here in the Houston area. The other 95 are awful at it. It's sad, but it's a reality we have to face. So... You can do the test yourself. You can make those calls. You can test them via email. What's your throwdown mulch? Or you just take my advice. You need a good landscaper for the Houston area. Understands our drainage and irrigation. Understands the use of native mulches. Peerscapes. 281-370-5060. I want to pick up on one more thing, and then I'll get to Sean and Fulcher and uh, Pat. I'm not sure what part of town Pat's calling from yet because that call is being processed, which also means we have a couple of open lines. It's 713-212-KTRH. Another way to get your yard, we had the phone call at the end of the hour, how to protect the yard from the heat. Well, beyond the compost top dressing, let's say I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't even have the inclination to have compost top dressing done. Is there anything else I can do to the yard? To make it stand up to the heat. Mow tall and use an organic fertilizer. And you know there's several organic fertilizers we love and adore and use and always recommend here on the garden line. Because we've gotten so much better at organic fertilizers versus 30 years ago. Again, we're not just bags of chicken poop, smelly, nasty cloudiness. 
MicroLife is not poultry manure based. If you use MicroLife now and again in I'll give it to you in 30 days. You are adding organic matter to the soil and not overfeeding the yard because the organic fertilizers, they're not trying to get you this quick green up like a high nitrogen fertilizer. One of the worst things you can use at this time of the year is one of those, those national brand high nitrogen fertilizers where it's all nitrogen. You know, 27, 3, 4. That, ooh, stay away from that. It's got no good elements in there other than nitrogen, which can really work against you in this kind of heat. Controlled release, I'm all for that. Our fertilizer schedule is talking about controlled release, but then just separate. What if I don't want to use a synthetic fertilizer? Most of the organics we talk about, great idea. Microlife, that sets the tone. It sets the pace. It's a 624. See, it's not hugely high on the nitrogen. But you're adding organic matter. You're mowing tall, adding organic matter. You can fight off the heat. So do me this favor. Go to microlifefertilizer.com so you can see that map. Every There are new Ace Hardware stores. There's tons of feed stores. There's a lot of nurseries and garden centers. The entire retail list is online at microlifefertilizer.com. And that's kind of a tying things up in a pretty little bow from the final call last hour. Things you can do to make sure your yard can put up with the heat. Sean is in full shirt. Sean, good morning. You are on the air. Hi, good morning. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about how much I should cut back my knockout roses. They're getting a little leggy, kind of getting a little out of control in the area that I have them. And I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on trimming those back. How far back should I go? Or this time Well, of first year? of all, knockout roses can and should be trimmed several times throughout the year. Not just when we prune roses in February and not when we do it again in, say, October. Haircuts here and there are perfectly fine. But I'm not going to do more than like a quarter in this kind of heat. And I'm not going to do it at all if I'm going on vacation in the next four to five weeks. You understand my logic there? Yes. Because what if you go on vacation and what if your irrigation system decides to break, shut down, hiccup on you and you gave it that stress of the pruning then the stress of not having consistent moisture that can really do damage to the knockout roses so i give you permission to prune it a quarter fifth but not if you're going on vacation between now and september 15th okay very good thank you you got it pat in the woodlands hang in there you're coming up next, right after Sean there. 713-212-KTRH is our phone number. You can get in on, also, the rest of you, on Sean's open line right now. 713-212-KTRH. I'm Randy Lemon. This is The Guard Line. Lines are open. 713-212-5874. Randy Lemon, with a simple... He can send the fire ants off to your neighbor's house. The folks at Allied Outdoor Solutions can come out and make your outdoor flooring look fantastic. You can see it for yourself on their website at alliedoutdoorsolutions.com, alliedoutdoorsolutions.com, or go visit their showroom on the Beltway between Hammerley and Westview, on the Beltway between Hammerley and Westview. Give them a call, get better directions, or have them come to your home, and they can show you samples themselves. They can give you an uh, an, an in-home consultation, tell you exactly what it's going to cost. doesn't cost you anything to have them come out. They can do it for your offices. They can do it for your home. Give them a call, 
713-465-0400. They're doing some outdoor flooring for me that it, it, what they do looks fantastic. You'll look at some of their samples. You go look at some of the projects they've completed. AlliedOutdoorSolutions.com. 713-465-0400. Let's uh, talk real quickly about soils again in a different realm, like potting soils. One of the best ones out there on the market is Vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X, made by Ladybug Natural Brand. Their website, so you can learn all about their products, and I'm not just talking about the Vortex, because they do several composts. Hello, back to the compost being very important. They do several fertilizers. They have one of the best organic fertilizers out there that is not high in nitrogen. It's an 824, so so many different uses there. It is poultry manure-based, poultry compost-based, but... It's way more pasteurized than the old uh, uh, chicken litter, poultry litter, organic fertilizers. Uh, But it can be used in a broadcast spreader way better than some of the poultry stuff out there. Uh, Broadcast spreader usage is important when it comes to natural fertilizers. Tons of different products from, you know, the Flower Power, which is a 464, uh, the John's Recipe. I can't wait for them to mass market their liquid version of the change on John's Recipe. It's going to be a, I want to say it's a 626. Really good for greening things up. Now, I'm not even going to give you the name because it's not in the market fully yet, but it will be. As I was told by October, so that's going to be a great introduction for all of you. We gave away a lot of it earlier this year at Home and Garden Shows because I want to introduce it to people. Oh, Cottonseed Meal, another garden pep product that they have. That is a 721. It's a granular version of getting things. Cottonseed Meal does not smell bad. So many good products. But for me, it started with, years ago, being introduced to their Vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X, Vortex Potting Soil, the first completely peat-free mix on the market. And you're going to love it, too. So start using on your potted plants, herbs, uh, definitely flowers, little evergreens, tropical plants that need to be changed. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to close with it. When was the last time you've changed your potting soil on your indoor plant? If it's been more than three years, get Ladybug Vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X, and read about it online, ladybugbrand.com. Is this your choice of bumper music? Ask me how I knew that. Because <laughs> I knew it wasn't in that 70s, 80s block that all the new producers get shown to use first for Garden Line. Can we just listen to this for a while? <laughs> Good choice. 713-212-KTRH is our phone number. We're going to get to Pat in the Woodlands, and I know that um, producer Nick is processing another call right now, so we'll get to that. I am a little concerned that this next call in the Woodlands, Pat, is going to take a lot longer than five minutes. And the reason I bring that up, Pat, you're in the Woodlands. I'm looking at what your question is, and it makes me realize that you probably, fairly new to the garden line, and even if you've been listening to the Garden Line, you know we do uh, home and garden shows up in the woodlands a lot. And I'll bring this up because by the end of our discussion, I'm just, I've been doing this long enough. I can kind of project by the end of the discussion. I can't, I'm not going to be able to answer all your questions in a radio show when you are obviously starting out anew. And where do you start with new home construction in the landscaping? 
you're going to need to get a copy of my new book, Texas Tough Guarding. It will help you a lot, and I will be in your neck of the woods August 13th and 14th. Saturday, August 13th, we're doing a live broadcast from the Fall Home and Garden Show. Why is it in the summer then? <laughs> the Fall Home and Garden Show at the Woodlands Marriott, Waterway Marriott. We'll do a seminar right afterwards. That's a great chance to get one-on-one questions answered. But a lot of the questions you can probably even come up with right now are covered in Texas Tough Gardening. And if you can't do Saturday, I will be back there for a book signing on Sunday. So hopefully, maybe that will pique your interest. And anybody in the Woodlands, you can come into Home and Garden Shows, and you like going to Home and Garden Shows, and you want to get um, your hands on a new copy or a copy of my new book, Texas Tough Gardening, August 13th and 14th, great opportunity coming right up. All right, I'm going to need to take control of this so I can get to Pat in the Woodlands. Ah, you're not going to let me do that, are you? Pat in the Woodlands, I swear I keep hitting the right button, but it's not happening. There it is. Pat, good morning. Good morning. Um, Yeah, my husband and I recently moved down here from Colorado. We had built and landscaped our property up there with two acres of landscape can I can I make sure you understand everything you understood about gardening up there yep does yep, not yep. apply down here Absolutely. so quit trying to apply what succeeded up there or you will be a miserable gardening <laughs> failure yeah. down here now and I know that much um, I guess my question is and it, I, I've been listening for probably over a year now but what prompted me to call was your comment about the landscapers that put in uh, you know, it looks great for 10 minutes and then it dies after you sign the closing papers. Anyway, um, and they made all the mistakes you said. They basically laid sod down on top of totally unprepped clay. The sprinkler system is average. I would get, I would say there's a lot of spots that don't get covered and they put sprays in the beds where you need drips. Um, the plants they put in, a lot of them don't seem to be happy where they're at. Uh, but my my question is, um, you know, we don't have a rich uncle that left us a million dollars. And if you were, where do you start? Like, what would you address first? And also just two questions you could answer today. Do you try to make the best of what we currently have and work with it? Or do you just rip it all out and start over? Um. <laughs> here's here's the dilemma. The answer is, I have to be there to look at that and make that assessment. Okay. Do you, you do consults? Yeah, I do. But and now let me further answer your question because the answers okay. go like this. The answer is yes to both. You can do this yourself if you are into gardening. Mm-hmm. You can rip it out yourself and start over. It's all about building the beds. And before you do anything, I really, I'm, I'm, this is sad, but I would love for you to wait until you get your hands on that book, unless you go to one of the... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply the local uh, Ace Hardware stores up there and get your hands on the book ASAP. The Soils chapter is what you need to start educating yourself on. When you understand how we build our soils, build our beds, and that raised bed mentality, then everything's going to work from there. Then you can start adding elements back to the beds as they're raised correctly and mulched correctly or composted correctly. And that, that whole detail, and I mean in minutia detail is in the book on the soils chapter okay so um, yes and yes uh it needs it will need to be analyzed first and foremost okay how do i get a hold of you i uh, just go to the web either of the websites k2h.com in the email section randylemon.com in the email section uh you said there actually are tip sheets that say you know rand if you want to hire randy uh, it t- it kind of goes through the protocols on what you need to do with the email. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much. Now, having said that, I ain't doing a whole lot of landscape consultations until I get done with the the uh, home and garden show. And that's fine. I, because I mean, I've got family vacations coming up in the middle of the week for the next four or five weeks, and until I get done and once school gets ready to start, then I will dig back in to doing more landscape consultations. Well, and I just figured in Texas it can't be that much different from Colorado. I mean, than it is in Colorado. You don't plant in the middle of the summer, you know, in the heat. You plant in the fall and in the spring, I guess. But, well, see, now so I, I, I would disagree with that because trees can be done any time of the year here if you follow the planting techniques and the soil oh, okay. techniques. Uh, we do so much good with summer color here. Uh, for people to say I'm not planting anything in the summertime, see, that's a, that's misinformation. That's disinformation. That's uh, okay. It's not fair, horticulturally <laughs> speaking, to just give up in the summertime around okay. here. All right. All okay. right. We've got to uh, jump away for an EAS report, so uh, let me put you on hold. We'll be right back with more Garden Line after the AS and news. All right. Welcome back. Uh, thank you again for those updates. We do have to, but this is the news, weather, and traffic station. So when we have ES reports, we stop Garden Line appropriately and get that information out to everyone. So Brian and Katie, you're coming up next, but just a quick little sidebar issue to what I was just talking about with uh, Sweetgreen from Nitrofoss. It is a summer essential. We do July fertilization. Early July was preferable. If you've blown it off and haven't done it, make that alternative change to the organic, the sweet green. It's 1104, and it does a great job of greening up grasses, especially in the summertime because it's organic. As long as you're mowing tall, 
all that kind of good stuff. If you need help finding the Nitrofoss Super, uh, I should say, Nitrofoss Sweet Green. Yes, Nitrofoss Super Turf. If you're following the schedule and you're dancing with the one that brought you, Nitrofoss Super Turf is one of those summer essentials too. But you can always call me. You can email me. Where do I pick this up? I just covered a lot of the areas, the, all the Ace Hardware stores that we love and adore here. They got it. They should have it. If they don't have it today, they'll get it by Tuesday. You see my point? And it's the uh, only grass fertilizer I know, especially the Super Turf, that comes with that 100% money back guarantee. Uh, there's a lot of places that carry it. I don't have time to go through the entire list, but I will absolutely help you out if you email me or call me. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Uh, I would also like, if you this is that year, you know, let's make that change to a little more organic, especially in the summertime. You can go back to the typical schedule for the fall feeding. Well, read the Summer of Sweet Green tip sheet that we did at KTRH.com. You just go to that main page of Garden Line. Look over on the right. There's a list of the most recent five or six tip sheets we did, and the Summer of Sweet Green is one of them. Here is Brian and Katie, as promised. Brian, thanks for hanging in there during that ES report. No problem, Randy. I have a quick question. What are your thoughts on adding liquid fertilizer to my sprinkler system? How exactly would you do that? They, I've seen different things, and they pump it. It's a small pump. Okay, these you have. Rip. Okay, you made it sound like so generic. I didn't know if you've seen these systems. Um, let me do a little. I call. I call it a, an Aggie math equation for you. Okay, having to do with my time being a garden guy here in Houston. So I moved here basically in '96, January of '96. It was actually December of '95. But so 20 years, little plus 20 years since I've been doing this. Companies come, companies go. People bring their ideas to us. I have never had a fertigation company ask us for an endorsement, which tells me, and this is the Aggie math, this is where I'm getting at, Aggie logic, Aggie math, right? It tells me in the Houston area, why has fertigation never caught on? I can give you my theories these are my opinions, my thought processes, along with a lot of some completely base, solid base knowledge on how fertilizers work in our typical soils and our typical turfs here. Because fertigation has been in the agricultural sector for a long time, but not in the Houston area. But home fertigation, people have tried it. What happens is the majority of our, our water is so hard down in this region. That that hard water, those minerals, those particulates, they end up clogging when combined with the fertilizers. They clog the irrigation systems way too okay. fast. So there has not been a fertigation company come along and say, well, we've solved that problem. That's Well, if there is, they've never come to me. Okay. And I'm not trying to be like the overlord of all things fertilizing here. <laughs> I'm, my point is, is like you want a company to succeed in the gardening world. Wouldn't you want that endorsement? But then Absolutely. when we know something doesn't work, I can't give it my endorsement. And so I've asked some fertigation companies that have come to us, say, do you have like research or proven test results that say this is not going to clog in the first five years? And, I mean, every time that question's asked, the pregnant pause is deafening. 
<laughs> Does that make sense? They know yeah. that it's going to clog easily. And so, hence, fertigation has really never taken off. Even the companies, gosh, I can't remember the name of the company, but there's a Houston-based company that was all about turf feeding systems, fertigation-wise. They got, you know what they ended up making their money in? Uh, No, the oils that they were deriving from some plant materials and then selling them to Mexico for the biojet fuel industry. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, Okay. make your millions that way. We'll never hear from them on a garden line platform, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. I appreciate it, Randy. Okay, now, here's the other reason why it doesn't work so well here. With turf feeding systems, how do our fertilizers work best? Just assume that the the schedule I talk about, it's not just mine. I didn't just come up with that. It evolved with the help of fertilizer experts over the last 20 years. So I was taught by fertilizer experts, here's how fertilizers work best in what is 75 to 80% of our lawns around here, or even more? St. Augustine. So the way the root systems work, the way the stones work, the way it works in the clay soils. If you just foliar feed, which is really what a fertigation system does, it doesn't get down deep into the soil. It is on the surface. We Our St. Augustines do better with the granular technology getting down deeper into the soil. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so... You add all this up together, hence my story on the Aggie math. You add all this up together, this is why fertigation systems have never seen much of the light of day in the Houston area. There are some that exist, but those that tried to ask us for the endorsement when we asked them, when we vetted them out, turns out they didn't really work all that well. And so we okay. never heard from them again. It makes sense? Well, yeah, that saves me a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, and I, it's sad that we're not there. I could add that to that list of things we're still not very good at. I am <laughs> shocked we're not better at fertigation systems. When we come back, I will tie that into those. Uh, well, Randy, I already see the emails coming. I already see the Facebook posts coming. I already see it on even my personal phone. People that know my show and know other things I do. But, Randy, what about those mosquito systems? Okay, I'll explain the difference on those in just a minute, if you want me to. Marty Deerfield, hang in there. You will be up next. 713-212-KTRH is our number. If anybody wants to weigh in on that. I've invited people that want to weigh in on the dyed mulch. Anybody that wants to argue dyed mulch via email with me, you should have the you-know-whats to call in. If you think you're that smart about dyed mulch, call in. Let's put you to the test. Those people have been scared this morning because they know they're going to lose that debate. I would love to hear from somebody who is a fertigation expert. And either you're backing me up on this or telling me a whole other story of why fertigation has never caught up, caught on residentially in Southeast Texas. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Your grass is greener with a touch of lemon. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Yeah, speaking of fertilizing the yard, our buddy Cliff Carson with Year-Round Lawn Care, don't you think? I mean, Cliff's a smart guy, okay? <laughs> Cliff is a smart guy. I know his educational background. I know his business mindset. Don't you think for a second if a fertigation system was going to work here in the Houston area, someone as smart as 
Cliff at year-round lawn care would have taken care of us by now. So kind of back to that point. I, I may explain the uh, mosquito control thing in a moment, but since I brought up Cliff's name, I might as well give him a f- full shout-out. He's the service provider of the schedule, of the fertilization schedule for a healthy Houston lawn. And uh, again, if you've not done your summer fertilization, and this is one of those companies that helps you out if you don't have the time, the want, the inclination, the desire to get out and do the fertilization schedule yourself. They do it for you. But you need to give them a call. You can check out their work online at yearroundhouston.com. But the phone number's there at the bottom, 713-775-7224, right next to that. We're talking about garden line endorsement. We check companies out. We make sure they're going to be able to handle your phone calls, handle the onslaught. Make sure that they do exactly what they say they want to do. Yeah, we've had to get rid of some companies before. It's kind of sad. We had to get rid of a fertilization program company because... It was as simple as this. They told us they were going to use compost as a top dressing. What happened was they got the compost and then they cut it with dirt that was loaded with seed. And then so people did the compost top dressing with this company and then they had nutgrass and other weeds popping up all over the place. That does not happen with high quality compost. So we caught the company on it and we said, well, you, you cannot have my endorsement anymore because basically you lied. So bye-bye to that endorsement. But So that's why we have to do a vetting process, checking out process on these companies. And we vetted Cliff out for a while. It took a while to get him on the air. He wanted on one day, and we said, well, hold on. Let's, let's see your work line. Let's see what goes on. Let's see what kind of, I don't know, criticisms you might be getting somewhere else. But it all checked out, and he does a great job for the Garden Line audience, for those who don't want to do the fertilization schedule themselves, but know the importance of it. 713. 713- 775-7224-713-775-7224. Uh, let's go to Marty in Deerfield, as promised. Marty, good morning. You are on the air. It's Fairfield, man. Oh, it says Deerfield on my call screener. That's okay. <laughs> Nick just cut me There's off a subdivision called Deerfield, not far from Cyprus. I know, but you know me. You know where I live. Hey, listen, um, good morning. What's um, up? I have a couple of mandevilla that are in hanging baskets, and all of a sudden they're dying. And usually they thrive. And I don't know if one weekend you told me to put, or maybe I put a microlife in there instead of plumeria food, because I've always fed them plumeria food. Really? I was going to say hibiscus food is the best thing for mandevilla. I've never used hibiscus food. I've always used plumeria food, and they just are awesome. But all of a sudden, the two in the hanging basket, I've already lost one. I noticed this morning that a Are you sure you didn't put any kind of weed killer in there? Any kind of herbicide in there? Randy, Randy, Randy. I listened to you too long to know that. Look, hey, Marty, (laughs) I don't know if you knew my first house in in Fairfield. It's right behind the water tank (laughs) over there by the grade school. No. So they built the water tank after I moved in. Great. Nice choice, Randy. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, we called it the sports dome of Fairfield when it was being built. <laughs> um, I've made mistakes. Even in that house, I experimented with things all the time and made mistakes. I defoliated crate myrtles like nobody business. Uh, so I've, you know... Even my own advice, sometimes I go against it and try different things. So that's why I have to ask that. No, um, no. Unless something was added to it, it wasn't microlife that caused that problem. 
All right. So something else got sprayed, something else got applied, or how old is that soil in that hanging basket? Uh, it's it's brand new this summer. Okay. As are the plants. Hmm. I'm gonna put you on hold. We're gonna pick up. You hear the music in the background. We're gonna pick up on this on top of next hour. Uh, there's other questions that have to be asked. I don't know where we're going to go with this, but the only reason for that to give up is something stressed out the root system. Something toxically hit the root systems. So we'll pick up on that, and then we'll also get to Danny in Manville right after Marty in Fairfield. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Of course we can, because we dig what we do. Morning, everyone. Welcome back. I'm going to get back to Marty and Fairfield, followed by Danny and Manville. Um, but I have a kind of follow-up. This came in via email. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, because this is one person that wants to argue with me and debate me on the mulch thing. But for, and I'm going to give the person's name out. I'm not giving the satisfaction of the name calling <laughs> here. Here's an analogy maybe you'll get. I endorse Ace Hardware stores because they carry the products I talk about. But Ace Hardware stores also, you, this is, we'll just call them SB for spineless you know what because he's not willing to talk to me one-on-one. To the spineless person. The Ace Hardware stores also sell weed and feeds with atrazine. Some of the nurseries and garden centers I endorse sell weed and feeds with atrazine because they don't want to turn the business away. I get that. So, to the SB, 
That's why Living Earth sells colored mulches. But their colored mulch is not the really bad stuff that I'm harping on. I need you to understand that. The Living Earth colored mulch uh, is okay. I don't want to use it personally. But it's got more composted elements than the shredded pallets. There's two major companies in the Houston area that shred pallets, SB. All right? And they dye it. It's just wood, wood chipped up and dyed. That's the stuff you're seeing up in the woodlands all the stinking time, which is sad because Living Earth has a location just north of the woodlands. They could get the right mulches. And more importantly, Living Earth carries mulches I endorse. That's what you got to focus on. The fact that they sell a colored mulch is not a negative. It's them not wanting to turn business away the way Ace Hardware stores and some nurseries and garden centers don't want to turn business away. Does that make sense, SB? Okay, so the reason I bring that up is because although Living Earth has the right mulches, mixed mulch in particular when you're getting bulk, mixed mulch by the bag is known as black diamond. No, it's not dyed, but it keeps its color longer than just shredded hardwood mulch. So lots of good stuff can be had, SB, at Living Earth. Here's the problem. None of the bulk locations are open on Sunday, so you can't do that today. You'll have to wait till tomorrow. Get over there. Closest Living Earth location, probably to you, is that Woodland store, just north of the Woodlands. There are 11 others. To find that location that might be closest to you, go to livingearth.net. That's livingearth.net. One more analogy. Nurseries and garden centers that I endorse. Why in the world would they sell Vincas in April? Because they know that they're going to make sales to the uneducated that should be waiting till at least May to plant them. And they know that those people they're going to plant the Vincas in April and March, they got to come back for more. So that's just added sales to them. So they don't want to turn the business away. So they'll tell them, and the really good nurseries and garden centers as opposed to box stores and mass merchandisers, have someone there that's going to say, you know what? It's probably not the best time to plant the Vincas, but if you want to get them right now, we've got them. That's the analogy I can make for you, SB, as to why Living Earth has colored mulch too. They still have some of the best mulch out there, the kind that I endorse. Doesn't mean that because I endorse Ace Hardware, doesn't mean that I encourage the use of atrazine. Does you see the analogy? I hope so. I hope you're smart enough to do that. I guess you're smart enough not to call and debate me on the air because you know you're going to lose that debate. Here is, uh, oops, the wrong button already to start our final hour. <laughs> we were talking to Marty in Fairfield. She had some mandevilla that she, did you put them in your own soil what? when you first bought them or are they still in the same hanging basket you bought it from? No, I put, I had made my own hanging basket. Okay. I put, I put in my rose soil, my stuff from Arborgate, and then I put the plant in, and they were doing fine. And then I had this feeling that the one day I was out there trying to finish up the bag of Microlife, and I may have put them in there. Was the Microlife bag sitting around for a long time? No. I mean... Because, I mean, you know, some some fertilizers can get a toxic mold in them if no. they've been opened and sitting around for a while. No. But I'm getting ready to flush it out, I think, is what I'm going to do, is flush it out, because my, the one that's in the pot that's sitting on the ground... And it, they're truly, to you, dead? There, you know, there's no life in the limbs? No. Not the one that I pulled up yesterday. Now, the other one looks really sad this morning. 
but I'm going to go out and poke some holes and just flush it. And then the, the only that- other thing I can tell you is, and this is just me, this is a personal thing. I'm not saying everybody in the world shouldn't do this or should, should do it in this category. Um, I love Mandevilla in the ground. Uh, that way I can trellis it up. And for me, a hanging basket, because this is a tropical, its root system might be highly susceptible to radiated heat on the plastic hanging basket. It's not plastic. It's those uh, wrought iron with the weaving basket. Okay. Then again, you're still open to intense heat versus being in the ground and covered with mulch. All right. You follow that logic? Yeah, I I follow it. it. it I've seen Mandavian hanging baskets. Don't get me wrong. But I've grown them for years. I, the yellow ones I've grown for years always start in the ground and then trellis up a fence. Okay. Well, I think I'll take the ones in the ground. It's in a pot sitting on the ground. I think I'll just take that and transplant it into the ground. One day since, let's, let's think about how hot it's been in the last two to three weeks. Oh, I know. One day of forgetting to water a sensitive root system tropical plant. Uh-huh can burn the root systems up of a hanging basket much quicker than in the ground. Okay. Well, I replaced one with Celosia. It's real pretty purple. Um, do I need to do the same thing with that? It says to keep direct six hours of direct sunlight. Is that going to do the same then thing? Then I would find a way to prevent it from getting hammered by the six hours is nine o'clock to three for me. Well, I if I can protect even... it from a 3 o'clock on west-facing yeah. sun, more power to me. Okay. And then, all right, thank you. And then the last thing, what is the name of the weed control? I've got weeds that came up even through the weed block that I put down, or I had my landscape. It didn't come down. up through the weed block. It got established by a little bit of dirt on top of the weed block. Okay. What is it? The weed beater ultra? Just uh, Southern Lawns is the broadleaf weed killer right now. Weed beater for southern lawns. Southern uh, lawns. Any broadleaf weed killer that's southern lawn, summer related. Ultra is horrible. Okay, just weed beaters for southern lawns. Yeah, don't get me started about it. I got somebody that used nothing but weed beater ultra on their yard the other day. They said that because I recommended it. Well, no, I know better than to use ultra in the summertime. <laughs> No, I don't want to get you on your soapbox because I already heard you once. Don't <laughs> even get me started on if you think I told you to use Ultra. That's people hearing what they wanted to hear. Okay, just checking. Thank yeah. you so much. Make sure you have the surfactant. That's the key. So yes, you can sir, spot treat my, specific. I have my turbo. All right, good. Thanks, Randy. All right, good luck, Marty. Sorry All to hear right. about that. Okay. Man, I wished I had a better answer for you. Danny, Manville, good morning. Hey, good morning, Randy. Great show. Hey, uh. I'm the cactus guy. Oh, yes. Hey, Danny. <laughs> I haven't moved it yet. I'm not going to move it until November. Okay. It's too hot out. But anyway, yeah, uh, I have a, uh, a sprinkler system with four zones. It's a rainbird. I don't know if I can say the name on the road. I don't care. Um, anyway, it's a rainbird, and it's got four zones. And what I did was uh, I bought the house about 25 years ago. And it's got a filter on it, okay? So what I do is I pour some stuff in the filter so the four zones are getting, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, like, rose food or something like that, uh, miracle Grow. 
anyway, what happens is I've got these 50-foot palm trees all around here. I've got, I've got all kinds of crazy stuff growing up, and I, that's probably what happened to the cactus. I don't know. Are you, know, you, are you following up on this fertigation we were talking about? The irrigation? The fertigate. Why? I mean, you, you're calling it's, to brag that whatever filter you have is feeding everything correctly, it sounds like. Well, you just, you just take the top off and, and pour some, a cup of something in there and then put the top back on. And then when the irrigation system uh, starts working, it's on a timer. Uh, right. And I see, and I I understand fertigation a little bit better for landscape plants, cactus and jute, because it's not the root system. Palm trees, it's not a massive root system down deep. You know, St. Augustine lawns, the the root system is down deeper than what a fertigation could get you. And as long as you have the right filter in there, yeah, that's it works. I, I just don't. The question ultimately was, why? And I gave my reasons why. Why has fertigation not taken off in the Houston area? So well, you had success with it, know. but you are the exception to the rule. Oh well, that's my tip. <laughs> yeah, the filter makes a big difference. So again, I, all I ask is why the fertigate irrigation companies that have tried to do fertigation, why have they not come to say we've solved the problem? The, it, it, some kind of filtration is the problem, but then. That filter also has to be changed on what kind of consistent basis. And sad to say, most people that install irrigation systems, the average person, you're not the average person, Danny. The average person ignores the irrigation system once it's in for years. They never touch it. They never adjust it. They let things break. They let things leak. They don't know how to make changes to it. And you're going to ask that person to change their filtration out on a yearly basis? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Sad to say. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. We have room for your calls. Final hour, so you better get it in right now. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. Quick word here for our friends at Brinkman Quality Roofing Services before we get into the full break. That is the roofing company of choice for Garden Line and has been for well over 20 years. Brinkman was endorsed by my predecessors, uh, Bill Zach, the John Burroughs. They spoke for Brinkman Roofing back in the day when Mike Brinkman started the company. Mike handed it over to his son, Jason, who's doing a remarkably cool job with the company. He takes care of us. I say us, the Lemon family. We've used Brinkman Roofing so many times over the last 20 years. But that's 40-plus years of endorsement on KTRH and Garden Line by the Garden Line experts. That's a great connection to have. That is the Aggie choice, too. And you hear other people trying to tie into kind of Aggie endorsement. You know, he's a class of whatever. Well, Mike's been started the company over 40 years ago. I think that's a longer track record than some of the other uh, Aggie endorsements you've heard. And, of course, Jason graduated from A&M, too. That's not the reason you call them. You call them because they're honest, they have that integrity, and they do quality workmanship. Hence the name of the company, Brinkman Quality Roofing. 281-480-ROOF. That's such an easy number to remember. Just write it down. 281-480-ROOF. Or 281-480-7663. That uh, roof comes out 7663. You can also, the name of the company is Brinkman Quality, right? 
go to BrinkmanQuality.com. Brinkman is M-A-N-N. BrinkmanQuality.com to learn more about it. Make your call if you need any kind of roof or roof repair by someone that we trust and have trusted for over 40 years on the Garden Line. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Make your neighbors green with envy. But I'll say this live on the air for your benefit, Nick. I just I want so badly to post on there. Is that your daughter? <laughs> Old enough to be. Okay. Let's get back to the board of calls. 713-212-KTRH. You can get on the open lines right now. We're going to Alicia in Summerwood. 713-212-KTRH. Get in behind her. Alicia, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How can we help you today? listen to your show because you're talking about two things that I'm interested in, uh, weeds and mulch. You want weeds and mulch? <laughs> weeds and mulch. Well, I don't want them. Um, I'm tired of picking them out. Um, I'm just ask, I'm just to ask you, I heard that mulch is good for, you know, to put mulch on the, on the flower beds and around the Mulch tree. is a good weed preventer if you add it three times a year. Okay. I'm going to okay. guess you barely do it once a year. Barely. There you so go. What, yeah, and also I need to ask you, what kind of mulch? I don't know what kind to get. Okay, are you internet capable at all? Yes. Okay. Have you gotten hooked up with us on Facebook yet? Not yet. All right, do that today because that the top five mulches of my choice are listed in that tip sheet that we posted earlier today called the Ten Commandments of Mulch. One okay. thing I've been doing is monitoring it today to make sure that that SB guy doesn't report it as a uh, offensive email. I, I said this before, and anybody who's just tuning in, over the last couple of years, anytime we've ever posted that top 10 commandments of mulch on Facebook, inevitably someone reports it as offensive. That's a dyed mulch manufacturer, I guarantee it. Or a landscaper who is unwilling to make the change away from dyed mulch. So he doesn't want people to know the truth. So that way you can go read the Ten Commandments of Mulch, and then you can read the top five mulch choices. But for your benefit, Alicia, when we come back, from, if you look at the clock, we got news, weather, and traffic break coming straight up. And then we'll go through those Ten Commandments and the top five choices so you can hear judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply that before you go to it online also when you get a chance to go online check out beautifyyourconcrete.com it's the website that'll take you to alliedoutdoorsolutions.com alliedoutdoorsolutions i've been bragging about for it seems like a good 10 dozen years now i was the very first official spokesperson for uh, the carve stone process here in houston done by allied outdoor solution and it's kind of been oh, i don't know a little satisfying to see this sounds weird, but it's satisfying to see how good they are at it because I know companies have come and gone. There have been Carvestone companies hit home and garden shows every year for the last 10 years. And after one or two years, they always go out of business because no one does Carvestone better than Allied Outdoor Solutions. Now that we're in the heat of the summer, before the seasons change again, it's time to revitalize your outdoor living space. You can do it with Carvestone or you can do it with any of their outdoor features, pergolas, patios, outdoor kitchens, you name it. Call the professionals at Allied Outdoor Solutions and get ready for the fall. 713-465-0400. 713-465-0400 or the website I mentioned earlier, beautifyyourconcrete.com. I had this interesting talk I did at Jefferson County Master Gardeners the other day, and uh, I brought up the subject of Natchez, N-A-T-C-H-E-Z, Natchez crepe myrtles. I remember several, oh, God, a while back when I was actually doing consultations, I did this one for a townhouse group, and it was interesting how I, I pointed out they had one Natchez on the corner. It was beautiful. It was in great shape. And they were saying, why is it that that one never gets the insect problems, never gets the aphids, never gets the black city mold eventually, too, like these other smaller leafed and the dark red and the, uh, the day glow pink type colors? Because the Natchez, and let me just bring this up. I bring this up because I want people to use more and more Natchez varieties. They're larger leaf. Uh, softer colors on the blooms. You get the soft pink, you get the soft purple, and you get white. White's the dominant color of the Natchez. If you got to have the dark red, you got to have the white, vibrant, print, bright, vibrant pink, then you're not going to like Natchez. But what you will like about Natchez is they don't get the insect pressures. They don't get the powdery mildew. And when you don't have the insects, then you don't get the black sooty mold, just so you know. By the way, I mentioned yesterday... One of the very first tip sheets we did, we ended up posting on the GardenLine Facebook page. It was the top dozen or baker's dozen trees that we recommend and have for years on the GardenLine. I thought that was appropriate. I think after this next call with Tony and New Caney, I'm going to post my, I think it was either the third or fifth tip sheet we ever posted on the website of KTRH and GardenLine back in the day. Where's I going with that? Let's find out by listening to Tony's question first. 
Tony, good morning. Good morning, Randy. What's yeah, your question? I've got, I've got two, they're about 12 or 13, 14 foot Craig Myrtles. My son planted them 18 years ago. He's gone, of course, but, and I've been cutting them back in the end of February to the knuckles every year. Shame on you. Is that the wrong time? That's the wrong thing to do. That lead, that was that discussion I was having with the Jefferson County Master Gardeners. That was that's what leads to insect pressures. That's what leads to powdery mildew. We call that when you take it back to the knuckles and knees or whatever you want to call it, the fist, same place every year. That is the ultimate definition of what we have referred to for 20 years, and it's actually been around longer, but 20 years on Garden Line alone, the annual crepe myrtle massacre now doesn't kill and this was part of that discussion i had with the jefferson county master gardeners granted crepe myrtles are resilient that they're going to grow again you don't kill a crepe myrtle but just by over pruning them you do make them look stupid you make them look bad you make them look ugly and then you set yourself up for as in your case as you are about to ask all the black city mold because the overcut over prune crepe myrtle massacre crepe murder committed crepe myrtles <laughs> that's a great tongue twister <laughs> those are the ones that will get the insect pressures quicker as opposed to the natchez variety which i was talking about and when you get the insects then you get the black sooty mold um you want to get rid of the black sooty mold that's what i'm going to do is i mentioned that tip sheet i'm going to post that tip sheet when you see black sooty mold you had an insect problem you just ignored you didn't even recognize it you didn't know what was going on but then the black sooty mold overwhelms plants that had an insect pressure on it what it is is like an aphid or a white fly will do its business suck the juices then what comes out of their backside is we call it frass f-r-a-s-s frass goes to the leaves below sets up honeydew or the honeydew is the frass. And honeydew is an absorbent to any mold in the air, and that's the black mold that sets up in the leaf once it had the honeydew on the leaves. So when you've seen the black city mold, you've waited too long to control the insect problem. Again, I go back to my discussion with the Jefferson Master Gardeners group. Someone goes, but I don't have any insects on there. And I think the subject came up yesterday. I was like, yeah, but you had insects at one time, and now you just have to deal with the black city mold. So let's solve the insect problem, then we can get rid of the black city mold. And that tip sheet, one of the first five I ever did for KTRH.com, will talk you through two different ways to get rid of the black city mold. One is with soapy water, the other one's with Consan Triple Action 20. But I would really need you to read that tip sheet. Now I will post it on Facebook for everybody out there. Before I get to that here at 10 o'clock, so this is going to be a good 17, 18 minutes, maybe 20 minutes before I get that done, you can go get it. I said, I'm not just talking to you, Tony. I'm talking to the masses. You can go get that tip sheet online. You can Google search Randy Lemon Black City Mold, and it'll hit every tip sheet I've ever written on the insects related to Black City Mold and get rid of both of them at the same time. You won't have that problem next year if you'll let it grow. Cray myrtles are trees. This is the last thing I want to bring up to Tony and everybody else, so please accept this as horticultural instruction. A crape myrtle is a tree. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yes. Why are we pruning it back every year? We don't prune back oak trees every year. You don't prune back maples every year to the same spot. Well, it's a tree. It, Leave it, it alone for a couple of years. You do not have to prune it. Yeah, he bought them at Home Depot and they told him to trim them back. And yeah, well, that's a big box store. Do you really think they have horticultural staff 
on staff that knows what they're talking about? No, they, they don't even spell it right. They got to spell it. Oh, he just picked it up. <laughs> yeah, but don't yeah, you know, don't take advice from somebody they pulled from the plumbing department to run the cash register at a big box store on a weekend. That's uh, the best advice I can give you. All right, let's go back to um, the board. Here's Frank. Frank, where are you calling from? Uh, China, Texas. China, Texas. What can we help you with today? I've got some beautiful tomato plants we bought at the Houston Garden Center. It already had some tomatoes started on them. And uh, we bought some uh, potting soil by miracle Grow. put them in some wonderful pots, put them under cover to keep them out of the sun. And now we've got these huge plants with only tomatoes that made that were the ones that was already on there. <laughs> Did you get any blooms at all? Yeah, we got blooms. But we... Well, then you need to pollinate it. Do a better job of pollinating it when you get plenty of blooms, but then you get no fruit. Uh, that's a pollination problem. And make sure it's from plenty of sunlight. I, I'm not a fan of putting tomatoes in potting soil, but the fact that it grew and had blooms, you're okay. But um, we're, we're more proponents of making sure you have a good, healthy, hardy soil. That's the two parts rose soil, one part compost that has been the uh, the charge of garden line for years. Two parts rose soil, one part compost. Say it with me, everyone. Two parts rose soil, one part compost. Uh, potting soil is not a vegetable bed f- starting element, if you ask me. Containerized tomatoes, okay. You could still do so much better by doing two parts rose soil, one part compost, blending it yourself, and then doing your tomatoes. Uh, the fact that it grew and had uh, blooms and then yet no tomatoes, that the simple answer is you got to do a better job of pollinating. Go grab a little tiny artist. You know, go to a dollar store. Grab a little watercolor art set. You know what I'm talking about? The kind we'd buy for the five- and six-year-olds to keep them busy? Yes, Throw everything away but the, the brush, the paintbrush. Next time you get a bunch of blooms, go grab some pollen off one bloom and just start moving to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. It takes a little bit of pollen from each and molds it onto the next. Cool. Okay? Thank you, sir. I don't, I'm not a fan of those sprays. I don't, they call them bloom set. I don't think those are the answer. I think hand pollinating is the answer. Quick break. Our final couple of calls coming straight up. It looks like it's going to be... Dan and East Bernard and Dave and Katie. Unless your name begins with a D, we probably won't put you on the air in this final segment. (laughs) Dan, East Bernard, Dave and Katie, hang in there. You're coming up next right here on the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. We are soldiers of soil. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Okay, this is all going to move really quick, so if I talk fast, bear with me because we're limited on time. Here are the Ten Commandments of Mulch. Thou must understand that wood chips don't equal much. Thou must never use wood shavings as mulch. Thou must keep mulch away from foundations. Thou shalt not believe charlatans who claim mulch attracts termites. Good mulch doesn't. Thou shalt not make mulch volcanoes around trees. Thou must ask oneself... Would I let my kids play in this? That's the dyed mulch thing. Thou shalt not be fooled by good deals. Thou must avoid dyed, unnaturally colored mulch always. Thou must understand that rubber mulch is the worst. 
And number 10, 10 Commandments of Mulch. Thou must believe there's no better mulch nowadays than compost. Compost, shredded and double shredded hardwood mulch, and Texas natives. Mixed or blended mulch, Texas native mulch and pine straw. Those are your top five. Compost, shredded, double shredded, mixed, Texas native, and pine straw. There you go. There's your five commandments of mulch. By the way, private note to my relatives driving in now. I am not cooking on the big green egg today. we got too many other things going on, and uh, if I can't do it right and put my time into it, I'm not going to do it. And here's to everybody else who keeps everybody else who posts when we do something about the big green egg on Facebook. There's always one post, oh, my gosh, i got to get one of these. Stop putting it off. It will be the last grill you ever buy. That's how long it's going to last. That's how resilient it is, the longevity, the advanced ceramics. So stop putting it off. Get the big green egg today, and you can get the Randy Lemon Special at 10 of the Ace Hardware stores around town. If they sell the big green egg, they have the Randy Lemon Special, bag of charcoal, bag of fire, or box of fire starters. They will take care of you, the Garden Line audience, with the free stuff if you mention my name. But it's got to be at one of the 10 participating Ace Hardware stores that have the big green egg for sale. Mm, who did I say was going to be first? Dan, East Bernard. I'm going to say this real quick, Dan. I did a tip sheet three weeks ago, right after all the rains and Memorial Day weekend, on slug and snail control. I'm not sure you saw that. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. All right, go back. Let me get you the date on this. So, you know, actually, it was longer than. Wow. <laughs> that was six weeks ago now. It's saying yeah. like three, but six weeks ago, go back in time to our tip sheets and you can pick that up. But if you're having a slug and snail problem, it's a two-step approach. You need to get two different products, and the details are in that tip sheet. Okay, I really appreciate your help. I'm sorry that uh, we were just kind of pressed on time. I want to be able to get everybody in, okay? Okay, thank you. And here's Dave and Katie, final call for the Dave. Dave, go for it. Hey, Randy, thanks for taking my call. Hey, quick question. Um, First of all, thanks for the tip on crepe murder. I wasn't aware of that. It just seems like everybody does it, but I'm not going to do it anymore. And then secondly, what can I do to change the color? When I bought my house, my crepe myrtles were nothing, you know, nothing. red. Nothing. It is white. what it is. You're not going to change the color unless you hybridize it yourself, unless you graft a different color onto the base of the tree. But it Would, started out as a different color. Um, that's unusual. I'm not sure it really did. It may have gone from dark pink to light pink or dark purple to light purple, but my doubt is it didn't go from purple to red or white to red. They're all going to white, but, you know. Yeah, and and that's if it's a soft pink or a soft purple, it will go to white. Um, If you want to enhance that color, let's start feeding it a crepe myrtle food specific to see if we can get that other softer color back from the white. Is that in the spring? You can feed it several times throughout the year to do this. Yeah, now would be a good it. time. With this heat, though, gosh, I don't want to burn anything. Well, as long as you're keeping moisture out there and you're not burning it. Yeah, okay. Are you going on vacation in the next three or four weeks? Uh, maybe mentally. You're <laughs> 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 mentally checking out. If you're not leaving the Houston area, Katie, in this particular instance, if you're not leaving the area, I wouldn't worry about it. Just keep the water out there along with the food, and you can change the blooming capacity. It's not going to go from one extreme to the other, but it may darken up. Yeah, okay. I mean, I just heard folklore about putting more acid or something like that. It's not It's not like a hydrangea. It doesn't work like that on a crepe myrtle. Okay, all right. But if you haven't been feeding it, if it's like been fed one time in the last 12 months, let's feed it now. 
uh, feed it again maybe 1st of October and see if we can hmm, strengthen that color in the bloom. Recommend any fertilizer? As long as it's crape myrtle food, I don't think you have anything to worry about. And you, I mean, if you'll go to a nursery garden center, Hayes Hardware Store, they'll say they sell specific crepe myrtle foods. Some of them are water-soluble. If you're worried about burning up a plant, use the water-soluble because you're adding water at the same time. If you use yep. a granular, just make sure you water it in. If you use okay. a granular, even if you use a water-soluble, poke a few holes. Let it get deep into the root system. Okay. All right? All right, All right great. Thanks a lot. You bet. Here's a fun call to end on. That's it for the weekend. Man, I swear we just sat down a few hours ago and started this. Well, we kind of did. Now we're done for this weekend. We'll talk again Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.